Peter put the photo back into the tin and pressed the lid down tight, then slid it under the bed where he'd found it. He looked out the window again. He couldn't risk talking about pets right now. He didn't want to hear about duty, and he sure didn't want to hear any more about apples and the trees they were stuck underneath. What time does school start here? He asked, not turning around. Eight. They said to show up early, introduce yourself to the homeroom teacher. Mrs. Mira's or Ramirez something. Ugh, I got you some supplies. The old man nodded over to a spiral notebook, a beat-up thermos, and a bunch of stubby pencils bundled together with a thick rubber band. Peter walked over to the desk and put everything into his backpack. Thanks. Bus or walk? Walk. Your father went to that school and he walked. Follow Ash to the end, turn right on School Street, and you'll see it. Big brick building. School Street, get it? You leave by 7.30, you'll have plenty of time. Peter nodded. He wanted to be left alone. Okay, I'm all set. I guess I'll go to bed. Good, his grandfather replied, not bothering to hide the relief in his voice. He left, closing the door behind him firmly as if to say, You can have this room, but the rest of the house is mine. Peter stood by the door and listened to him walk away. After a minute, he heard the sound of dishes clattering in the sink. He pictured his grandfather in the cramped kitchen where they'd eaten their silent dinner of stew. The kitchen that reeked so strongly of fried onions that Peter figured the smell would outlive his grandfather. After a hundred years of scrubbing by a dozen different families, this house would probably still smell bitter. Peter heard his grandfather shuffle back along the hall to his bedroom, and then the low spark as the television caught. The volume turned down, an agitated news commentator barely audible. Only then did he tow off his sneakers and lie down on the narrow bed. Six months, maybe more, of living here with his grandfather who always seemed on the verge of blowing up. What's he always so mad about anyway? Peter had asked his father once, years ago. Everything, life, his father had answered. He got worse after your grandmother died. After his own mother had died, Peter had watched his father anxiously. At first, there had just been a frightening silence. But gradually his face had hardened into the permanent threat of a scowl and his hands clenched in fists by his side as if itching for something to set him off. Peter learned to avoid being that something, learned to stay out of his way. The smell of stale grease and onions crawled over him seeping from the walls, from the bed itself. He opened the window beside him. The April breeze that blew in was chilly. Pax had never been alone outside before, except in his pen. Peter tried to extinguish the last sight he'd had of his fox. He probably hadn't followed their car for long. But the image of him flopping down on the gravel shoulder, confused, was worse. Peter's anxiety began to stir. All day, the whole ride here, Peter had sensed it coiling. It always seemed like a snake to him, his anxiety, waiting just out of sight ready to slither up his spine, hissing its familiar taunt. You aren't where you should be. Something bad is going to happen because you aren't where you should be. 
He rolled over and pulled the cookie tin out from under the bed. He fished out the photo of his father with one arm slung so casually around the black and white dog. As if he had never worried, he could lose him. Inseparable. He hadn't missed the note of pride that had entered his grandfather's voice as he said that. Of course he'd been proud. He'd raised a son who knew about loyalty and responsibility. Who knew that a kid and his pet should be inseparable. Suddenly, the word itself seemed an accusation. He and Pax? What were they then? Separable? They weren't, though. Sometimes, in fact, Peter had had the strange sensation that he and Pax merged. The first time it happened had been the first time he'd taken Pax outdoors. The kit had seen a bird and had strained against the leash, trembling as though electrified.